This is exactly right. Hey, Bananimals. We think of bananas as an escape, a silly little thing to take your mind off of it. But unfortunately, sometimes the world intrudes on our escape. Before we get to this episode, we want to take a moment to address the June 24th, 2022 Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe versus Wade. This decision stripped away the right to have a safe and legal abortion. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Learn more by visiting choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. If you're able to support others, please consider donating to abortion funds. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Scotty, I had so many to choose from. This was mm-hmm. this was an embarrassment of riches this week. Are you ready for this mm-hmm. one? Yeah, hit me, homeboy. Here it is. Why a little mammal has so much sex that it disintegrates. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I guess we're going to F your brains out with a brand new spanking episode of Bananas. Guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome to Bananas. I am your very serious host, Kurt Brownover. Mm. And I am the less serious host, <laughs> Banana Boy number two, Scotty Landis. Thank you for listening to the silliest little podcast there ever was. We had a great weekend in Denver. Thank you. Or I guess week in Denver. Yeah. Thank you to everybody who came out. We just laughed and laughed and laughed. And uh, B, do you have anything to plug before we bring on our super special guest? Here's what I'm plugging, folks. We're talking about bananas in Brooklyn, July what? 17th at the Bell House, folks. I'll be there. I'll be there. It's going to be great. And, of course, July 14th in Asbury Park, New Jersey, homecoming show for Kurt Brownoller. Yeah, you got to be there for Curdy B. It's, we're bringing it to the beach. The bananas are out on the beach. Is it time to tell people about the beer? We could tell people about the beer. Tell people about the beer, Scotty. Well, our good friends at Twin Elephant Brewing Company have created a beer for those shows. Uh, so you're going to be able to purchase them and drink along with us. Uh, the beer is called Best in the Beersness. <laughs> and from what I've been told, it is a, uh, it's going to be a light summery beer. I don't know if it's a lager or an ale, but we'll get into that as details come up. Well, I'm sure we'll post about it. We'd love for you to come out to Asbury and I think at the Bell House, too, and crack a Best in the Beersness with us. And Scotty, did Edmund Hawkins design the can? The great, the great and talented Edmund Hawkins, one of our old BFFs and one of our favorite artists, designed the can, which we haven't seen, so we'll do a big unveiling together. Anyways, come on out to the Bell House and come on out to Asbury Park and make Curdy B feel all warm and fuzzy. But And I will officially announce right now that I will be in Raleigh uh, at uh, Goodnight Charlie's? 
I think that's what that's its Sounds name. Sounds like really confident. That's what people <laughs> want to see. And Friday, August 26th and 27th. And then I'll be in Toronto at the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival, September 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. Uh, tickets uh, everywhere. You get tickets on my bio. Great. Go to Instagram, guys. All right. Scotty. Our longest, our longest plug sesh ever, but it was worth the wait. Our guest today is an actor, director, writer. She's also probably the most dynamic performer you can see live in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So if you're driving a van out with me, Ma, and Peepaw, and you want to see a show that's going to change your life, boy, do we have a guest for you. And also, she's one of my best friends, and she gave me the slide that is currently going off my deck into the backyard, the one and only Courtney Peroso. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. We're so glad to have you. Hi, Thanks Courtney. for being here. Hi. I'm I'm so glad. Have you used the slide a bunch? I use it every time I do laundry. I use it <laughs> two or three times a day. It is so fast. Yeah. I mean, I, I did slide down it um, myself and it was a, a bit dangerous. So I'm, but you live for danger. I know that about you. So you do know you've known me long enough to know that danger is number one in my life. <laughs> where, where do you come across uh, a slide, Courtney, in your life? How did you come to own the slide to give to Scott? Well, we <clears throat> used it. I found it on Craigslist uh, or actually Nat- Natalie Palamides and I were making something together. <clears throat> who I know was on your podcast. Um, and we, I found it on Craigslist, bought it for like 300 bucks, <laughs> used it for a shoot. And then I had remembered a long time ago that Scotty had mentioned <laughs> wanting to put a slide off the back deck. Yes. So it was like, what are we going to do with the slide? And I said, I have just the person to call. <laughs> did you, <laughs> did you strap the slide to the roof of your car or do you have like a pickup truck? How did you even get the slide to Scotty? Somebody, somebody delivered it, right? Yeah, yeah, we had like production trucks, luckily. Oh, yeah, yeah, nice, yeah. Nice. So I didn't have to, I didn't have to figure all that out, but I did no. know the guy to give it to. And I'm really happy that it's there now. I, I would love yeah. to. Also, when Courtney brought it over, it's a 14 foot slide. So it's pretty long. And my, my deck is really high in the air. But like when we play, came over and like rested it on the deck, it's like our trial run. It's so perfect. It was like Cinderella's glass slipper. I was. It was like everything <laughs> came together, and that's just how well Courtney knows me. Court, how's your summer been? Everything wonderful in your life? You know what? Everything is pretty wonderful for the most part. I'll, I'll take it. I will Great. take it. I told Scotty this already, but I just I took a tw- quick trip to New York one night. Mm-hmm. I. Mm-hmm randomly picked a hotel that was close to the venue I was seeing a show at. And mm-hmm. it turns out that the hotel was the building that I lived in, not with Scotty, but in separate little like rooms when we mm-hmm. went to acting school well, together in 2004. <laughs> Randomly. In 2004. Oh my God. I didn't know you guys went to acting school together. We did. <laughs> we went crazy. to Michael Howard studio. It was a I summer conservatory studio. Wow. It was pretty good yeah. courtney was still at tulane i had just graduated and we were both in new york for the summer and that's when we met and we lived on the same floor on lexington and 23rd no way yeah. and so i walked now great. i walked up to it yeah i was like i lived here i think <laughs> 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 yeah it was crazy oh it i'm was so a special excited. time I'm it so was excited a special to go time back. 
Um, Curdy B, tell us about this rodent that F's itself into it vaporizes or something. <laughs> this was, of course, uh, sent in by Carly Brooks on Instagram. Thank you so much. You guys Ooh. can send your thank you, uh, Carly. Bananas news to uh, our Instagram at the Bananas Podcast. This is from National Geographic by Ed Young. Ed. Oof. He might be the youngest, but he's the bestest in the business. <laughs> All right. Uh, here it is. It's August okay. in Australia. This is from 2013, mind you. Who cares? Uh, but I do think that this animal is still doing its thing, business. Well, it better be. It's August in Australia, and a small mouse-like creature called an Antichinus. I'm going to okay. go with Antichinus. And if yep. it's not Antichinus, it's maybe Antichinus. Uh, is busy... Killing himself through sex. Yes. He was a virgin until now, but for two to three weeks, this little Lothario goes at it nonstop. He mates with as many females as he can in violent, frenetic encounters that can wow. each last up to 14 hours. Wow. He does little else. A month ago, he irreversibly stopped making sperm. So he's got all that he will ever have. This oh. burst of speed mating is his one chance to pass his mm. genes on to the next generation, and he will die trying. He exhausts himself so thoroughly. I like that Ed has decided to personify the yeah. entire species as one <laughs> mm -hmm. one gentleman antechinist who looks like an antechinist looks like a mouse it looks like okay. a small mouse i'm i don't know if we did this one or not but i i'm willing to go all the way in and keep going <laughs> yeah i feel like we did do one that was a hamster that like yeah maybe that's death. true sure I don't. I don't remember the specifics of this. That's why. But hey, nature you finds guys, a way. We. I did ask, and we didn't have a record of doing this. So that's fine. Um, here it is. He, mm -hmm. This burst of speed mating is his one chance to pass his genes onto the next generation. He will die trying. He exhausts himself so thoroughly that his body starts to fall apart. His blood <laughs> courses with testosterone and stress hormones. His mm. fur falls off. He bleeds internally. His immune system fails to fight off incoming infections. And he becomes riddled with gangrene. He's a complete mess, <laughs> but he's still after sex. Quote, by the yeah. end of the mating season, physically disintegrating males may run around frantically searching for last mating opportunities, says oh. Diana Fisher from the University of Queensland. By that time, Females are, not surprisingly, <laughs> avoiding them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Soon, yep. it's all over. A few weeks shy of his first birthday, he is dead, along with every other male antechinist in the area. The technical, technical term for this is semilparity, from the Latin words for, for to beget once. For mm -hmm. semilparous animals, from salmon to mayflies, sex is a once-in-a-lifetime affair, and usually treat it. a fatal one. <laughs> Scotty has yet yeah. to have sex, and it's very That's exciting. Right. I can't wait when you decide to do it. Saving then, it for my wedding night, and then I'll, it'll be my funeral the next day. I'm pumped. <laughs> Scotty's getting married at 85, dying at 85. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta hope so. <laughs> this practice is common among many animal groups, but rare among mammals. You only see it in the 12 species of Antichinuses and a few sure. close relatives, all of which are small, insect-eating marsupials. Although they look like rodents and are colloquially called marsupial mice, Antichinuses are more closely related to kangaroos and koalas than to mice or rats. Who knew? 
why? Question mark. Why do these marsupials practice suicidal reproduction? And why are they the right. only mammals that do so? The question mm. has vexed biologists for three decades, and many have offered answers. Some say the females don't survive very well after breeding, so males are forced mm-hmm. to hedge their bets by mating with as many as possible. Others mm-hmm. suggest that it's just a feature of the group. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's the scientist being like, maybe it's just because. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, I, I think it's poetic and beautiful. It is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a life of meaning. They have purpose and meaning. I think so many people in this world are searching for purpose and meaning, and these weird little rodents have found it. It is just to go and go and go until your limbs fall off. <laughs> yeah. And just once a year. And that this is, of course, a National Geographic article. So it is incredibly long and gets into a lot of specifics about this tiny animal effing probably itself don't need to it. death. <laughs> and yeah. you probably don't need any more details. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's um, not bad at all. I love this little guy. I love him yeah, so me much. Too. I'm proud of One him. One time... I was in Montreal once with a, a group of wimps, and we were all walking around Montreal, and we were walking by like a gentleman's club, and it said like 20 for 20 shots, 20 shots for $20. That's insane. And so, no. yeah, so it was like seven or eight of us, and we were like, let's go. And we go in, and it was the strangest group of like men in a, a strip club that you could ever imagine. <laughs> One guy, furious the whole time, hated being there, did not want to be there, like sat down, arms crossed, facing away from us and all the performers. Another guy uh, just sat there and kept telling the dancers that the our friend would have a baby with anybody that wanted one, that he would, they were just looking for surrogates, basically. And then the rest of us are just buying $20 rounds of shots. But when they were coming out, so we bought 80 shots. <laughs> oh, and are you kidding me? We so we're sitting there, and my one friend Bryce, who had never ever been in a gentleman's club and had never had a lap dance before, they almost like targeted him. Where they're like, "Hey, come on back for a dance." So we forgot he existed, and the rest of us stood around this table with eighty shots, and we realized that it was ninety-eight percent cranberry juice with like a teardrop yeah. of vodka. Yeah, of course. And of course. it became a race who could drink the most humanly possible. <laughs> So it was like five grown men, one pissed off guy, one guy saying they'll pray can have everybody, and then my other buddy just getting like a five or six song lap dance where you pay per song, and he didn't know that, so we were like, oh my god, he had no idea. So then we order eighty more, and we're just hammering these down. We're reaching over each other. It was like whack a mole. We're just grabbing these shots and shooting them, and all the dancers are like. <laughs> like, don't spend money on this, you losers. Tip us dollars. And we're like, too busy. And we all, I ran into two of the guys not long, like two months ago. And I was like, do you remember that? And my one buddy goes, I woke up the next morning. I've never felt so good in my entire life. No hangover, fully hydrated, so much vitamin C. <laughs> None of us caught a buzz. But yeah, we had to like spot my friend like four or five hundred dollars for the lap dances because he just thought they were like part of the <laughs> entering the club. Oh no. Yeah, it was very funny. And yeah, we just did a, a hundred and sixty shots of cranberry juice between five guys in about fifteen minutes, while just the entire staff looked <laughs> <laughs> on in horror. I also love that they are called gentlemen's club. Like it's such mm-hmm. an it's and it's not supposed to be an ironic name. <laughs> it's not like oh yes, oh only gentlemen's are here. <laughs> yes. But we have the great one in between all of us in Jumbo's Clown Room, which is such a fun. Oh place. yeah. I, legendary it's, nights there. it's my neighborhood bar i live down the street 
Um, oh, you yeah. do? Yeah, nice. I live. I mean, I don't want to get too specific. Yeah, but. don't talk to yourself. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. Keep safe. It's um, it's very, it's a very excellent. It's, it's my favorite place and bar in Hollywood. I think it really is fun. Yeah. And for those, who, I don't know if we've ever mentioned it on bananas before, but it's like a bikini bar. Nobody gets fully naked, and the people, the dancers that come out are actually like really fun. There was a viral story about four or five years ago of a woman that just came out and ate an entire cheese pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody cheered her on wildly. So she didn't really strip or anything. She just ate a whole pizza. And that's the spirit. And like Pauly Shore comes in once a week and throws like $80 in singles. And they go, hi, Pauly. And then he walks out the door. It's so fun. I mean, I do have, I have uh, dreams of working there. One, uh, But uh, but I, you know, I'm I'm too shy at the end of the day. It's a choice. <laughs> but they're amazing. Like that. some of them are so athletic. Um, yes. Some of the girls are just like more like performative. I think there was a hot tub. We used to do hot tub during the pandemic on um, on Zoom or like over Zoom for people to watch. And Courtney, you had a bit that you did oh, where yeah. it started. I think you were in the top of your closet. So it was like yes. a sliding door. <laughs> yeah. And then it opened up. So it opens on this room and there's a pole. There's a pole in the middle of the room and then the door opens and you jumped from the top of your closet onto the pole, I think. I can't remember exactly the order of things, but yeah, I sort of made, I have like a little studio apartment and I made a little labyrinth out of it. So I did, I got like a little, I got a, I got a pole in my apartment where like a table for eating should be. But, um, you know, it's <laughs> nice to have an activity, you know, especially when you're when you're We're trapped inside, you're trapped inside. Yeah. And then yeah. I ha- I cleared out my like top closet so I could like crawl around. it. The funny thing, this was like in May, like after the pandemic started. Oh, yeah. and, and my so bit was already like about like that. I was like going crazy. Like I had like so like n- the days counted like in blood on my like wall, which I just like washed <laughs> off. And I think about I'm like, that was not that long <laughs> into it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> around going crazy <laughs> it was like, yeah it was like 55 days in <laughs> yeah yeah but i like yeah i used like the little zoom screen to make like a a window oh and i had like a friend like throwing books and stuff like around the room so i jumped funny. onto my bed uh, yeah i watched that live and the and not only was all of it great but the end was so great because then you just kind of left screen and then kurt and Kristen <laughs> didn't know if it was over where we're like i guess that's- oh yeah because like <laughs> my luckily it was like a physical bit because i think my sound wasn't working for like most sound of the time stopped, yeah uh, well yes. you know you know we're trying stuff thanks for having me <laughs> oh, that was so great. are you kidding so me right yeah and then scotty would be in the twitch room just con- constantly in the chat going I love comedy. This is my first Twitch show. <laughs> like all exclamation points. <laughs> comedy equals laughs equal I understand humor. <laughs> if I'm laughing, that's comedy. Twitch three times I've used it. I, I did that for about 16 Twitch visits. Oh man. It's gotta um, give us one. Yeah, I'm gonna switch it up because right. I have a sort of I have a sort of sexy one too, but I'll save that for after the break. Here's just a fun, <laughs> good-hearted one. Uh, by Jordan King, Metro UK. Jordan, she really is the best in the business at, at writing for Metro UK. <laughs> um, I'm going to try to paraphrase this so it makes more sense. So it doesn't have so many British words in it. Uh, British bachelor party gets stranded in Amsterdam, buys bikes to finish 230-mile journey home. Okay. 
Okay. Two hundred and thirty miles. Okay. Yeah. So this is a really who sent this in? I'll have to find. I believe it was I'm gonna say it was Sean Carroll, but I don't know that, and I'm sorry to whoever did. Um okay. So a stag party stranded in Amsterdam due to airport delays and chaos took a 230-mile adventure, ensuring wedding speech content for everyone. See, Jordan King knows how to <laughs> yes. hook you. Hook you right in there. Uh, Alex Sasan, 29, took 13 of his friends to the Dutch capital on Thursday and spent two days boozing, probably doing a lot of marijuana, and seeing the sights. The lads were supposed to fly home to Gatwick um, on Saturday. And they arrived at the Shiphole Airport five hours before they were supposed to take off. These are responsible guys. Yeah, they really are. They'd want these guys are doing 160 shots of cranberry <laughs> juice, and they feel good the next day. They haven't been sick since. But their EasyJet flight was canceled last minute, forcing them all to come up with other ways to get home to West Sussex, to Worthing, West Sussex. They decided to hop a train to Calais, France. And they hop, and then hop on a ferry back to Dorset. Okay, so some people in Europe know what the hell we're talking about. Yeah. They're going to take a train to France and take a ferry to England. Great. On their way, the guys discovered a health and safety rule that said people are not allowed to board the ferry on foot, but bicyclists are. Wow. Kurt, okay. this feels like an adventure. <laughs> this feels so you. When I, I read know. this, I was like, I this like, is the most Curdy B story. Yes, and me too. And so Courtney much. too. This is what we're... <laughs> We've all spent time in Edinburgh. We know how to just make things happen. <laughs> totally. um, uh, luckily, the group were stopping over in Brussels, Belgium, blah, blah, blah. They frantically looked for bicycles to buy. And in a few hours, <laughs> 13 of the 14 men had bartered at secondhand shops and searched Facebook Marketplace for good deals. Like I said, all but one managed to get a bike by the time they finished their stopover. Uh, in keeping with the theme of the trip, they ran into another challenge. They discovered the train taking them to Calais only allowed passengers to bring fold-up bicycles. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, no. so they just bought 13 bikes like in three hours, and then now they have to get folding bikes. <laughs> So their friends hurriedly had had to find taxis to get them to their ferry, blah, blah, blah. So they take taxis. They take these bikes. Uh, The guys arrived one hour to spare, managed to make their boat. The 14th lad who had not managed to get a bike. Sorry, I'm so confused. So they bought their bikes, and then they went and exchanged their bikes for folding bikes? Some did. Some did. And then they they just decided to say, fuck it. Yeah, no, then they just got a taxi instead because they couldn't get enough uh, folding bikes. So they just bypassed the, the train, get they in taxis, and get the to train. the ferry. They take a train to France? I mean, they take a taxi to France? They take a taxi Oh, no, they're in, from, they're in Brussels. They're in France. Yeah, yeah. No, they're in Brussels. So they take a taxi from Belgium Bru- to France to where the... It's looking like to Calais. <laughs> To Calais? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't, okay. Okay. <laughs> and what did uh, they? So they took a taxi. What did the? What did they do with the bikes? They put the. Bikes they in went the to trunk? the ferry. So now they got to the. Oh yeah, I don't know. They don't have the detail of how they got the bikes in well, the taxis. I'm gonna revoke best in the biz. Then the yes. I don't understand the basic <laughs> logistics of this story. Did they take a? They never took a train. They took a taxi. I don't understand how. All right. You know what? You're right. You're right. They yeah. They got. Off, yeah, you're right. It doesn't say anything about how they got 13 bikes and 13 guys to this ferry station, but they did. Okay, so the four. This the is the best detail okay, of the great. whole thing. The 14th lad, the guy who could not figure out how to get a bike in that time, <laughs> convinced a couple to let that to let him sit in the back of their car for the ferry. Oh, wow. <laughs> what a That's beautiful amazing. experience. Aww. 
They're a thruple now. They should be. <laughs> um, they all made it back to the UK by Sunday morning, albeit very exhausted. Looking back, Alex said, who I think is the groom, the experience was stressful and like something from a Top Gear challenge. How British can uh-huh. you get? But it was so much fun and brilliant story that we'll be telling it at the wedding and hopefully to my kids and their kids. Calm down. <laughs> uh, EasyJet on their this part. Is the final the story de- went viral. This is the final generation. There's no one yes, after exactly. this, buddy. <laughs> what are you thinking? We're running out of everything. <laughs> Don't sell those bikes yet. Uh, you might need to ride them to the Southern Hemisphere. Okay, EasyJet apologized and said it intends to reimburse them all for, quote, any reasonable expenses. <laughs> They're going to give them 25 pounds each. Yeah. You know it. <laughs> oh, my God. I what love an adventure. So much. I once rode a bike. I once rode a bike from Brooklyn to Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think oh. it was... 35 miles. That's the farthest I've ever ridden a bike. And it was, it was brutal. 35 miles was brutal. Having not been like someone who trains on bikes and does it like, I just like out of the blue was like, I'm just riding my bike to Connecticut. Uh, and it was like real, it was not fun. I would not, but I love a, a long bike ride, especially if you train for it. Yeah, it's the. I best. gotta get a bike. Have you ever been? Yeah, you gotta. I gotta get a, get a bike. I well, I'm really. I want to get rollerblades. Is like my thing that I. Your new thing. It's my new thing. Nice. Yeah. Um. I I shot something where I had to wear rollerblades this weekend, yeah. and I haven't worn them since I was like ten years old. And how'd you do? I did pretty good, and I think with a little mm-hmm. practice, I could do. I could do even better. But but I yeah. but I want to like be able to do like, you know, distance stuff. I don't know. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You want to go the to Santa Monica? Yeah. Oh, it's good for everything. Yeah. Do you envision yourself like going to the west side and going down Santa Monica and skateboarding along the ocean? Like the, the board? Yeah. Yeah. That's, out Greg's and yes, stuff. that's what, that's the vision for sure. Um, and you definitely cool. want to do rollerblades and not roller skates. Well, I, I learned on the blade, you know, like I was like oh, street hockey it. kid. So the, and I'm a blader. So when I, when I go to like a roller <laughs> rink, you know, like it's a different balance. I don't, it doesn't activate that like fourth grade um, muscle memory and joy oh, the same as like a blade. So yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. I've been following these like um, roller skaters on Instagram that cool. are, uh, just roller skating in half pipes and like at skate parks and doing flips. Yeah. Wow. They're crazy. Take it's it back. insane. I've never seen anything like it. Like when they're going up, they're like their, their, their legs go out for like more balance and then doing a full flip and then landing vertically and then coming back down. It's insane. Damn. I think space Ghost Kate is one. Anyway, anyway, so I'm going to check that out. I have like a, a deep admiration for like human tricks like that. And uh, yes. I, I don't have as many as I'd like, but I pursue them for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so fun to go out to Venice beach. Anybody who hasn't been to Venice beach, Venice beach is sort of like this chaotic place. A Coney Island in Brooklyn is similar vibes, but it's just like, there are tons of performers. There's, there's like confused tourists. There's people walking on glass. There's four or five people holding giant boa constrictors <laughs> yeah. you can pose with. There's people playing guitars poorly. There's people playing guitars well, but there's like, it's this great thing because there's parts of it that are still stuck in the 1980s. So so hard like there's muscle beach yes. where like bodybuilders and people like arnold schwarzenegger used to like get roided up and work out on the beach 
But then in the middle near the, there's a big half pipe that's really cool. But near there, there's a flat sort of blacktop circle right in the middle of the palm trees, right off the boardwalk. And there's like 40, 50, 60, 70-year-old people who put out a stereo and just roller skate. And they do that roller skating dancing that was so yeah, like yeah. popular in the 80s. And it's really only for them. Like I saw a young woman try like a 20-something go out there once and they were kind of, they didn't say anything, but they all sort of just like did their stuff together and left <laughs> on the outside. And it's like it's like the craziest thing that's like, I'm gonna go work out. They put on roller skates and for three and a half hours. In the middle of a sunny day, they just dance like George Benson, just like, hey, now. It's so <laughs> fucking cool. I love it. Well, there's that one guy who skates and plays guitar. What's his name? Like Karma Cause. I don't know. I, I have yes. one of his T-shirts that, um, and I, it, it's, he's cool. He's a legend. Yeah, he's a legend. Yeah. I just love that it's stuck in the 80s. Anybody that comes out to California, come on out, go to Venice Beach, go find the old roller skaters tell them the banana boys yeah. said hi. they'll probably like and then you that, can go actually. home and watch white men can't jump because that's <laughs> the, that great the great movie. movie venice beach yeah <laughs> there is a guy too and i remember i watched a documentary on him a 16 minute documentary that i just looked up while we were chatting Perfect link. uh it is this dude his name is slow-mo and he <laughs> rollerblades in venice uh every single day on one leg and he has one his arms out and his other leg back, and he just goes <laughs> through Venice. He goes to one end and then turns around and comes back every single day. It is it looks so funny. And it, he's a former doctor. His name's Dr. John Kitchen. Quit a medical career to pursue his passion skating is. along the boardwalk. Oh, it's San Diego. It's actually San Diego of San Diego's that's, Pacific that's Beach. That's fine. Oh, Pacific Beach. Oh, but Courtney, it's just... this sounds like your perfect story. Like I, I know. I, I might, you know, like I, I, I don't know what's going to happen to me. I, you know. Nobody does. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, there are worse. There are worse fates than to to be one of those unique people <laughs> huh? pursuing something extremely specific. Yeah. Yes. And bringing joy. We're laughing. Kurt loves totally them. inspired by it's, them. I mean, I it's kind of that. like sainthood or something, you know, like when you commit yes. yourself to something um, yes. that intensely, and then that's just what you do, you know, it is you exactly like sainthood. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I think that that's a great way to think about it. Um, yeah. it's, it's almost at a certain point. It's just, after the, the the novelty of it wears off, it's a commitment to not being bored doing that thing. Do you know what I totally. mean? It's like trying to find, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of fascinating. I like that idea of sainthood And too. every cool town has like one or two local weirdos that are iconic that you get so used to, but if they ever stop being there, you would be devastated. It's like, oh no, like if slow-mo stops going up and down past all the guys in tank tops and flip-flops on Pacific Beach, it's going to be upsetting. It's going to be very upsetting. He's the most interesting person there. <laughs> Are you ready for uh, one to lead us into the break? Yeah, buddy. This badass (laughs) (laughs) rat. This badass rabbit named Moose Bags Peaks in New Hampshire. (laughs) So many words. So many confusing words. All right. We'll hop into these commercials and we'll be back with more beginners. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Hey, folks, we are back. Scotty, you got anything for us? I'll do some quick ones because we'll do a big one when we do a solo. But we have Splitty in the City, uh, July 23rd. Come on out and do a downhill 1K race with Curdy B and I. I bet I can convince Courtney to come rollerblade it with us. All the money goes to LA Food Bank. It starts at 4 p.m. And we're going to just jog from one bar to the Virgil where Curdy B and I are going to do a live podcast uh, bananas with Cristela Alonso. It's going to be fantastic. Really it's the only on downhill out. 1K in the world, folks. Yep. So come on out and dress like a banana. And then let's do just one or two quick ones, and then we'll get in back to Courtney. Let's see. Uh, Alex Waite wants to shout out his dad for Father's Day. Chris in Fort St. John, BC. You're the coolest, and your daughter loves you. So that's very nice. Happy Father's Day to all the dads, including. Uh, well, he doesn't like being called Banana Boy number one, but the great banana, Curdy B. And we'll do one more. Oh, Taylor Mayers. Taylor Mayers designed our Splitty in the City yes. posters, Curdy B. She's awesome. And she also designed our metal shirts that we're going to be making very soon. Um, and she just wanted to wish Zachary and Lexi congrats on buying their first house. But everybody, we love that Taylor Mayers. And if you like that poster, go check out her artwork. She's also a tattoo artist. That's all I got. What do you got? Oh, I've got nothing. I'm just excited that we have Courtney Peroso here on the podcast. You know, I realized that I, uh, I was, I think I jumped the gun and started calling you by like an uh, like a nickname Coco. that I never earned, and I feel like I want to apologize <laughs> no. to you for that. No, you I called you Coco early on. You please, anyone, anyone's allowed to. It's like okay, it, it was a late, a late oncoming late onset nickname there you go um okay, so great. but but it really took off and my mom never called me that but she got me this like necklace that says coco so i i would, mm-hmm. would never introduce myself that way but i love it when people call me coco so okay so please please yeah so we're back with coco peroso coco <laughs> you have a one woman show coming up in los angeles where is it when is it how can the people find ye um it is at the elysian theater in los angeles july 21st and 22nd it's a show that i did in edinburgh 2019 so but i, I love doing it it's a clown show it's um, yeah. um i think it's I think it's fun. It's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. It's the best. And Thank when you. people hear clown show in our audience, uh, Courtney is not a red nose Ringling Brothers clown. When she's a no. clown, it's like physical movement kind of per inspired performance, correct? Yeah, like interactive. Yeah, I don't even know if it, you know, like a, a like fancy French clown, they would be like, this is not a clown, you know, but um, <laughs> it's a sort of sort of like the way I built the show. Um, yeah. So. It's, a cl- it's awesome. Come on out. And if you're out for the splitting in the city and coming up to L.A. for any reason the night before on the 22nd, go to the Elysian. Go see Courtney Coco Peroso do her one woman show. People love the Elysian. It just got a big write up in the L.A. Times. Yeah. It's it like rocks. the new home for kind of like alternative comedy in Los Angeles, which is very, very yes. exciting. Yeah, it really is. It's, yeah. 
It's cool theater. Uh, it's a cool theater. You need them. Yeah. You want to hear about this uh, rabbit? Hell yeah. I love that you went double animal. It's so fun to me. Kurt goes double <laughs> animal so much because he just has a passion for them. I don't even notice that I'm doing it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm not a... I'm not aware that most of my stories are animal stories. I love it. We all it love it. Is what I like. Um, this was sent in by Lord Gordon Jansfield. Uh, I wow. think this is second or third for Lord Gordon Jansfield. Thank you, Lord Gord. Uh, again, this is from Explorers Web. Oh, uh, Scotty, how often are you reading Explorers <laughs> Web, Gertie P? Oh my God, this is by every Sam. day. This is by Sam Anderson. He's the best in the biz at exploring mm. this wonderful web we call life mm. uh, here is a badass rabbit named moose bags peaks in new hampshire because when you cool. think of new hampshire you think mountains <laughs> great, climbing. great climbing you do not a trip up any of new hampshire's modest 1220 meter high quote high okay. peaks amounts to a hop skip and a jump for most visitors for one avid hiker in the state the figure of speech takes on the primary form of ascent. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. <laughs> Just ask Moose, a female mini Rex rabbit who lives in New Hampshire with her human Chelsea Eason. Eason and Moose are hiking partners. Together, the two explore trails and hunt summits. The seventh smallest U.S. state, New Hampshire, features 48, quote, 4,000 footers, including the Northeast region's highest point. Pretty Mount good. Washington, 1,917 meters. I don't know why we keep going between meters and feet here, guys. I don't know either. <laughs> By contrast, Moose stands about 25 centimeters tall. Is Explorers Web British? Because I don't like the centimeters true? to meters to feet shit. The okay. UK is letting us down with details this half. <laughs> Sc- scale to the height of an average human, climbing Mount Washington could be the equivalent of a 13,000-meter climb for Moose. So a 13,000-meter climb would be somewhere around the, what, 39,000 feet? Yeah, oh Is my that God. Right? Okay. <laughs> so almost to space. Uh... <laughs> this rabbit hikes almost to space. That would be how I would title it. Great this. headline. <laughs> um, she'll, she'll hop around, sit and eat, take care of herself, Eason said, but those are the moments when I get to sit, take a breath, and figure out what she's looking at and she's enjoying. Oh my God, Eason is the most patient person in the entire universe yeah uh she's hiking a mountain with a rabbit who's just have you ever watched like rabbits don't go on walks they don't they just like meander so Mm -hmm. and moose is far from incapable she keeps on she keeps up on trickier trail sections scrambling over rock slides and hopping gaps in the trail the rabbit's full send attitude eason said helps (laughs) propel her forward Quote, she's kind of been my ride or die, my adventure partner. She's really kind Love of been the inspiration for me to keep going. Um, and yeah, it's a very cute rabbit. It's in New Hampshire. I wanted to apologize to New Hampshire. People are very upset that I hate New Hampshire so much. <laughs> and I want mm-hmm. you to know that my hate for New Hampshire is pure and it will never be abated. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> but that I don't, don't hate I don't hate the people of New Hampshire. Uh, no. Uh, it's the state itself. And it is yes. essentially a made up beef. I don't really care. Uh, nope. No, we will come to New Hampshire someday. So I wanted to tell you guys this because I recently oh had a... Um, so I've been posting my stand-up to Reels um, yeah. on Instagram. And when you do that, like sometimes Instagram acts like TikTok and just like shoots it off to a billion people or whatever. And so I had this one 
bit, this stand-up bit that I recorded many, many years ago, go okay. like, quote unquote viral or whatever. It went viral, Congrats. baby. You're big. And too big for this pod. It's too big. It it means nothing. And <laughs> but what it does mean is it means the people who are seeing it and the mm-hmm. people who are commenting on it are mm-hmm. fucking lunatics. <laughs> Absolutely. Is, it is the comments. I it's just like every time I go into Instagram, there's like 10 more comments. And I and it's just like I don't I can't even find them. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like yeah, just so many comments ones. at this point. Yeah. But the comments are always people getting into fights about yes. mountain climbing. Because the, the reason <laughs> I bring it up is because it's about Everest. Um <laughs> it's about how I'm just like saying like fuck anybody who's ever climbed Everest, you're I human agree. monsters. <laughs> Um and uh, waste of time, on, uh, yeah. yeah, waste of time and money, and you <laughs> risk other people's lives, and then they all throw their trash there. It's like having a big goal and going for it. Fantastic, we couldn't support it more on the pod, but that's just like, ugh, it's like a rich person's playpen up there. Yeah, <laughs> but what I found fascinating mm-hmm. is that people are still saying soy because people have just been calling me like. So there's a bunch of people who are like, this is very funny, and then the other half are like. Uh, they're like tagging Joe Rogan to like I don't know come after me oh. or something. Then they're like soy overlord. <laughs> no, because you think it's dumb. Because you think climbing Everest is dumb. Yes. they think you're a soy lord. Yeah, they're all like low T, <laughs> low T comedy, soy overlord, soy boy, and it's just like it's so weird. I had no idea that soy was being used still. I thought that was like. 12 or 15 years ago that like people would be like he's a soy boy or whatever yeah i um, thought it i thought it peaked i'm sorry to hear that you're experiencing this is soy soy harassment <laughs> yeah. but you're no soy boy no uh, and even if you were <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're, we're half soy boys i we're think you both are boys. very high tea and not soy <laughs> okay Thank i you, cool yes thing. Yes. <laughs> I love Not it that you. low T has become an insult as well. That's very funny to me as well. Just like something that naturally occurs as you become as you become an older man is yeah. now like you're you're somehow less of a man. It's like I'm more of a man actually. I'm more of a man with low T. <laughs> but also I said this in Denver. When you have high testosterone, isn't that why you go bald? Like having a ton of testosterone is baldness. So don't you really want to go to the Hemsworth school of estrogen <laughs> and just have a flowing head of hair and be a superhero? Like I, if that if that makes me a soy boy to have a few hairs plucking out of the old the old chrome dome, I'm into it. There you go. It's all about balance, you know. Thank you. We, it's all yeah. About balance, guys. That's pretty cool, Courtney. Have you ever gone viral and gotten shit on? I'm um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I've never gone like major viral, but I've gone like you know I've had my I've been on the internet I'm a woman on the internet but um oh yeah we have to mention one thing and you reminded me you because we have a ton of true crime fans thanks to our my favorite murder overlord oh yeah and and I don't know we can cut this if you don't want to talk about this but back in the day you did an impression of Jody (laughs) Arias yeah yeah yeah. yes is it still up I don't know because I it might be active on my youtube but i might have like made it private or whatever because i was like you know it's a different 
time. time it was ago. a long time ago. I mean, she was deaf for she was surely lying, but maybe it was a complicated <laughs> domestic situation, you know. Right, 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 right. Got gotcha. Yeah, I just thought her bangs were funny and, you know, made a little video. Um, but it's It was a great Oh, thanks. Thank you. But yeah, I was like interviewed on some like weird like news show about that and then I, in the middle of it, I was like, "Why am I doing this? Like, why am I doing this?" Yeah. Um, because when you're a performer and you get like that acknowledgement and also like you made something very funny and people laughed at it it's like you you say yes you're like yeah let's see and then halfway through those local news interviews or the radio things and comedians have this all the time when they have to like travel and plug like mm-hmm. early morning zoo crew radio mm-hmm. like you go yes I want more people to come to my show and then about four or five seconds into the interview you go oh my god what have I done I, yep. yeah and, and also just I'm like nervously like giggling i'm like trying to be polite and like ultimately someone was murdered you know i'm like <laughs> not cool <laughs> like, <laughs> we're against it. Yeah, yeah yeah um but whatever <laughs> i um back to old uh, old rabbit up the mountain i went on a first date when i was living in brooklyn i was waiting tables and there was another waitress there it was really cute and i thought she was really cool and i asked her on a date and she was like yeah let's just not go get drinks or dinner or movie that's all boring everybody does that let's go do something else okay which is totally fine um and so i go well do you want to go hiking in new paltz and she like was like yes that sounds perfect and i had never done it that was my panic mode i don't know what to do besides drink with people yeah so we go, and we drive up to New Paltz, we borrowed a car, we went up, and I knew it was going to go kind of sideways, and that maybe she wasn't the one. Right. When we started up, let's say it's a five-mile hike, about quarter mile in, we get to the first sort of clearing, just yeah. a nice cloves and sunlight bursting through the trees, and she looks at me, she goes, well, I got to do a headstand. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> so she does a pretty good headstand. Like she did a pretty good head. She used a tree, you know, cheated a little bit, but no big deal. So then we walk up about another half mile. We get to an I overlook, do a and she looks at me. and She goes, "Got to do a headstand." And I go, "Yes, you do." Can you hold my Nalgene bottle. Yes. Yeah, so she did about six to twelve headstands no, on the way she up. She did not. She did uh and it became the as she she just every time something Ugh. was beautiful she had to do a headstand there kurt oh my god wow. so it was around headstand number one or two <laughs> that i realized that this was not my soulmate but yeah. then it became beautiful because i was like headstand and she's like yes <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Uh, and and she didn't do as many on the way down. I think she only did two. I think it was getting a little long for her too. And you, how many headstands can you do on the side of a mountain? But she was doing them on cliffs, like right, like not she was going to fall over, but pretty close. Uh, people would walk by. She was doing a headstand. I would just kind of shrug. They would kind of <laughs> shrug. Wow. Like, what oh. did you ever get a sense of why? Was she, she was like really into yoga or like? She, I think she leaned that way. I think okay. she was sort of new age and spiritual, and I think she leaned into sort of uh, seeing the world in her own way. And I, we stayed friends afterwards, and we didn't have more dates, but she never did a headstand at the restaurant, which I always thought was sort of a letdown, you know? Damn. Like, I got a 25% tip. I'm going right. to do a headstand. <laughs> what was your, your best-slash-weirdest first date, Courtney? Oh, God. Um, I... Uh, so, <laughs> and also, if you don't no, want to no, answer no. this, it's like, totally nothing. Okay. I'm like some. I'm. Uh, there are quite a few problems. Uh, 
I don't, you know, honestly, like none are like sticking out that are like appropriate to tell the podcast, I guess. Did anybody ever offer anything that was weird like that, though? Did anybody ever go like, here's something you've never done before. Let's go do this interesting thing. Uh, I'm not a big like first dater kind of period. I've always like, Mm -hmm. I, I'm like. I've always like reached out for people in my periphery that I already sort of knew. So I think that's right, why, right. that's why I'm that's like having like a hard time, like thinking of like, Oh, crazy. Like first date. Um, damn. I'm sorry. What a disappointment. You know, we went on kind of a friendly day date situation once sort of just like a, a walk. We walked around San Francisco and I've told this. Oh, yeah. before, <laughs> the time we, that you fed me a marijuana, a pot brownie, uh-huh. and you were like, it's a body high. I'm going to eat the whole thing. I don't really smoke weed or do anything. <laughs> and then I want to know. So I'll tell very briefly my yes. side of that day, but I would love to hear. Oh, your great. Great. Because my story is it didn't hit for like an hour. Then you and I walked down towards the wharf. And then you were like, I'm starting to feel it. And I said, I'm starting to feel it. And then I took 10 more steps. And then I could only hear one sound at a time for the rest of the day. Where if you were talking, I had to look at you. And then I could hear your voice. And then I would hear a seagull and turn. And your voice would go away. (laughs) And the seagulls call. And then there'd be a trash can. Now, what do you remember? Was I insane? No, no. But I didn't know that you were like that high. I must, I must have been too, but I just, I know at that time in my life, I real I think I just always felt a little like sad or like pensive or something. So, I, and I, and also I was just like, you know, like I'm very comfortable just like following a man around. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I, yeah. I felt safe. Like, cause I was just like, yeah. and, and you always have this like air of like, this man knows what's going on, you know? So I kind of, he does. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but it was one sound at a time. I do remember at the hotel, we looked at like my pedometer or whatever, the, my phone. And I was like, whatever steps we took. And it was like 29,000. Oh yeah. It was insane. Like we walked for so long. Like, that's what I remember most. Like we, like, I, I don't think I've ever walked uphill so much like casually in my life. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah. What a great way. You get an exercise. You're super high. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I remember. Yeah, it was I, fun. It was fun. <laughs> Ultimately, think, it was fun. I think one of the last times I had take eaten eaten pot and I don't do it anymore. Um, but I it was I was really into photography at the time. And so I took all these photos, got really high on a pot brownie that I made myself, took oh, all boy. these photos, and then it was when I was I was still like developing them in a in a in a dark room. Yeah. Dark, dark room? room, sure. Yeah, dark room. It is it. I was gonna say a dark lab. <laughs> that, that's mm-hmm. something else. And uh, so then I get the whole roll. It's 36 photos of um like five Jolly Ranchers <laughs> on, on, on a stovetop, just arranged in different ways, and they're all in black and white. So it's black and thirty-six black and white photos of five Jolly Ranchers just in a pile in the middle of a stovetop with like four burgers around it. And I was just like, "This is it. This is it." Oh no. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah, that's really dumb. I like that. Uh, We've had a lot of that. That's so fun. And in black and white. (laughs) So all the color for the Jolly Ranchers is not available. Oh, my God. (laughs) God, 
that's so funny. Yeah, art when you're like enhanced is a very it's yeah. a very disappointing. That's why I never really smoked pot because I wanted to be a writer that didn't need to get high to write. Yeah. So I was always like afraid that if I got high and then mm-hmm. I was funnier, people would be like, "Oh, he's only funny." Like so, yeah, it was always like a weird fear. But bad art when you're stoned is the funniest <laughs> thing. So <ever>. funny. <laughs> It's so funny. <laughs> Give us one to send us home, Scotty. We'll send you home, Curtie B. Courtney, thank you for being on the pod. Thanks for having me. Anytime. And I think I owe you rollerblades since you gave me a slide. I feel like that is a I very, very fair Come trip. on. I think that's true. Let's go. When I'm back tomorrow, let's go get some rollerblades this week. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> it's a good treat. No, you can okay. You can okay. say fuck. I don't know why. This I was like, children. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I reacted that way. It's myself <laughs> it was yeah, it is surprising person. the number of children that we have listening yes. i'm always surprised yes. and we were at <laughs> we were at doing a show in denver and mm-hmm. i literally like there was a little girl there who maybe was looked like 11 sure. and i was like literally just like yeah so then we fucked and i looked and i made eye contact oh, no. with this like 11 year old girl the audience. i was like <gasps> Oh no, there is a, and I didn't want to say there's a little girl here. So instead I said, I just made eye contact with a young person and I sounded like (laughs) a bigger creep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh man. We just fucked with some finger paints and did our homework and brushed our teeth. We love our parents and we pray to the Lord. But also Um, we do love our young bananas and we apologize if we're ever inappropriate. But also that's, that's life. Yeah, we love them all. All right, Sean Carroll definitely sent this one in. It was written by Hannah Gutenhan for Insider. I've heard mm-hmm. of that. She's good. Uh, Swedish, sexy Swedish garbage cans seductively encourage citizens no. to properly toss away their trash. Oh, my God. What is going on? What? Hannah covers trash to the best. Also, when Courtney and I were driving <laughs> back from San Francisco that trip, she called herself a poor dirt person, which I laughed at very hard. <laughs> this was 10 years ago. And I put that in the script for Ma, and the director got to do a rewrite, and he called me out of the blue one day, and he goes, hey, Scotty, it's Tate. I'm like, what's up, Tate? He goes, what's poor dirt person? <laughs> I go, what do you mean? He goes, that Maggie says poor dirt person. What's that mean? I go, it's just a funny way for this girl to describe herself, and he deleted it. He took it out of the script. <laughs> What? I was like, I swear to God. I was like, it was just casual. I was like, of all the lines, he thought it was like slang. And um, he didn't know it because he's older. And I was like, yeah, no, it's just something funny for that character to say. He's like, got it. Delete. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, that's totally crazy. It's a very funny thing to say. Yeah, oh. yes. Uh, Diana Silvers saying, yeah, I'm a poor dirt person. Funny. Okay, anyways, uh, Hannah wrote this, and she really is the best in business because her first line goes, who knew trash could be such a turn-on? As part of a campaign to get the city to throw away their garbage and reduce litter on the streets, the Swedish city of Malmo installed two trash cans programmed to respond to users with seductive audio messages. What? Yes, the green garbage bins installed on Davis Shalbron Bridge answer uh, passer when passerbys feed trash into their mouths. A YouTube video shows one person opening the trash can and it responds with sultry phrases of encouragement like come back quickly and do that to me again or oh yeah, right there. That and is so crazy. That was crazy good. Marie Persson, uh, section chief of Malmo's Roads Department, told the Swedish paper, uh, I'm just going to guess this. Told the Swedish paper, we think of women as trash cans, and that's (laughs) why we thought this would be appropriate. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, that's it. Uh, she said the trash cans were meant to give a positive reinforcement to people to do the right thing by giving them a laugh. Uh, the sentences <laughs> were part of the campaign's intention to get more people to talk about the dirtiest thing there is, littering. The stuff, <laughs> oh. the stuff that ends up in our streets, squares, and sea, person says. Person also said that the Swedish voice belongs to a, quote, famous person, end quote, but did not identify who it was. So if we have any Swedish bananas, please go to the... David Shalsbron Bridge, if you live nearby, oh, throw some trash it. out, record it. We'll post it. If it's really good and we can hear it, you might get main feed, not just stories. <laughs> um, so please go ahead and feed the rubbish bins that say, yeah, just like that, Pearson says. That is so crazy. Wow. We gotta go to that's nasty. I don't like that. <laughs> that's, that's nasty. I'm you know, kids it. have to throw away their trash, too. They don't need all that. Thank you. Queen. Why do we have to sexualize everything? I, Thank you. Yeah. Can't it just be trash? Can't it just be? Yeah. Just burp. Just belch loudly. That's if I funny. threw a can out right went, there. Yeah. See? So, I'm laughing. Yeah. Like, yeah, just like, mm, I love to gobble it up. See, that's better. <laughs> it should be you. It doesn't have to be all. Yeah. We'll do it in L.A. We'll get a sponsored you know, trash whoa. can in Griffith Park. Yeah. Yeah. Just one, two of them, one that's you and one that's me. Just saying, mm, 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 yummy, yummy. Mm, See, I love. Okay, it. that one was too nasty, Kurt. <laughs> yeah, no, that. <laughs> no. You know, we'll just do one trash can. I'll take care of it. <laughs> I got carried away. Well, we did it, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Courtney Peroso for being our guest. Thanks Go for see her show me. July twenty second at the Elysian Theater in Los and Angeles, 21st. California, and twenty first. It's there we go. Thank you, Scott. Uh, thank you, Curtie B. All right, Courtney, say bananas with us on three. Ready? One, two, three. Bananas. Bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The Catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas. Bananas. Bananimals, follow Bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, feel free to rate and review our little show. And of course, please visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Bananas merch.